Check, 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 check. How are the levels? I have no intention of actually checking them. So, <laughs> hey y'all, here we are. Welcome to The Vocal. So today I'm gonna be listening to the brand new single from AG7, upcoming Ariana Grande new release called Yes And. Funny enough, I started recording these reaction videos that probably none of you have seen because I didn't really post them anywhere. During kind of like mid-late pandemic, it was the winter. One of the first ones I did was the Positions album by Ariana, which I believe if I have my chronology correct, uh, was AG6. That was an album that was kind of like her transitioning from you know, one part of her career, the kind of like hooky trap pop artist into maybe something that actually harkened back to her earlier career, more melodic, more vocal, more pretty, more layered. Also, it was a time when she started to transition in kind of a structural capacity from millennial songstress to kind of like more of a Gen Z streaming specific songwriter and song producer. The lengths of the songs got a lot shorter. We know that like um, songs are like in the two minute range these days, as opposed to the three some things. We don't usually hear a third chorus anymore. The word bridge is something that a millennial might tell you about from back in my day, but it's not necessarily something that Gen Z writes or re releases a lot of. And this is, I think in part because our attention span is like this big, these days and then also streaming services are in this kind of recursive loop. It is to the, the benefit of artists to release like a greater number of shorter songs for streaming numbers and it also kind of then like incentivizes us to not pay attention past the two minute mark and then they just keep getting shorter and shorter and shorter and then now we're several years into the TikTok generation. So my friend and I took I guess bets on what would go into and come out of this song called Yes And by Ariana Grande. Stepping all the way back it's an interesting time in her life where she's being lightly to moderately cancelled. That's kind of the groundswell beneath her. She's obviously like personally stoked people in the wake of her divorce and this man that she's now dating. People are also kind of like on her for the way that she was physically presenting on Instagram, which is like super complicated and loaded. And she's been filming Wicked, which I believe people are very, I'm really excited about. I think she's an amazing choice for that, but she hasn't been in the like pop zeitgeist otherwise. And so it feels like people have just been shoveling shit onto her and she's kind of defenseless. I actually found myself thinking about her comparing her lineage or her rise, her career arc to Mariah's. I know that's like such a reductive way to think about her and that's not new. Everyone compares her to Mariah, but I do think Mariah is still a template. Literally the quality and strength of her voice, you know, how famous she got, the eras that she went through. But people are definitely doing it differently these days. Vocalists are aware of how to preserve their voice longer. I think Ariana's a great example of that. But I was thinking, okay, first two albums of Mariah's kind of are analogs to Ariana's. They were like pretty, they were melodic, they showed her range. Mariah's, I believe, fifth album, which was I think her biggest, which was Daydream, where her voice was just a little bit rougher, but so much more emotionally captivating because of it. I would liken that to Ariana's third album, Dangerous Woman. Um, some rangy, rangy, rangy pop songs. Both of the women were still very much in the like pop part of their career, almost the peak pop part of their career. Ariana, I think, grew in, in exponential capacity from there. She then kind of quickly released Sweetener, which was a creative left turn, more R&B, more experimental. Pharrell was definitely like sonically audible through that chapter. And then very quickly into Thank You Next, which was kind of like a trap pop triangulated take on what she started with Sweetener, which I think was certainly her cultural peak when she was the most culturally preeminent, the biggest tour she's ever been on. And I think that's the thing that if you're not a major Ariana fan, you know her for stuff that happened in that like two year span. Positions, I think was like a postscript on that. It was, I think warmly received, but nothing 
super popped from that album popped just meaning like broke through i think the song positions was cute and fine um a beautiful song but like beautiful gowns <laughs> not necessarily doing what seven rings did or what thank you next did or any of the songs um that were really big on sweetener like um no tears left to cry or god is a woman or when i think of where in time that kind of mapped to Mariah, I think their their arcs kind of split from each other there because what Mariah did post her vocal peak album, which was Daydream, in her personal life, she was like getting divorced from Tommy Mottola, which was the whole thing. And then she started finally working with the people she wanted to work with. And she talks about this in her book and in interviews, which were hip hop producers. And she also started like showing more of her body. And so it was more her like, kind of like culturally iconic, but like more risque era, but not necessarily her vocal peak. She was notably having a harder time getting out some of her original songs in the original keys. She was getting older, but she also self-acknowledges she had notes. And so we got an incredible album, um, Butterfly, from that first of that kind of stretch of albums period, but it was not necessarily her vocal best. Mariah then kind of was struggling with the fame monster after that. My all led into the Heartbreaker era, which was Rainbow, definitely more hip hop. And then came the difficulty, then came Glitter, which was literally released, literally released on 9-11. Also just not received very well and seen as like a blight on her career. And she fought very hard for that to not be the end of her career. And it was not the end of her career. Followed up by Charm Bracelet, which to me is a super underappreciated Mariah album. Definitely in a new vocal chapter, not singing quite as hard, not quite as high back to some of the pretty ballad-driven stuff that her early career did, but then also leaning into who she was becoming. The emphasis there was becoming. It wasn't a new final form of her yet, and I think that is exactly where Ariana is now. Ariana is in her own version of fighting the fame monster. It's kind of these like cancellation attempts, not necessarily in cultural favors. Also, like the generation below her is starting to take over, has taken over. So Gen Z is now the zeitgeist and millennial pop stars, even though I think Ariana's among the younger of them, are starting to kind of phase out. And so I think, despite the fact that I don't think Ariana's necessarily fall from cultural grace or fall from vocal grace, align exactly with Mariah's. I think that's the era that she's in. And we're not yet, I don't think this album, AG7, is going to be the emancipation of Ari. I don't think we're at full hard about face 180, I'm back, I'm different, and I'm gonna wow you. I think that's gonna take this chapter to sort out. So unfortunately, I think Ariana's about to release her charm bracelet. And you know what, like I said, I was a fan of charm bracelet. My One of my favorite Mariah ballads, Through the Rain, was on charm bracelet. So I have no hate for this transitional chapter where she's pulling from things she used to do, bearing her soul in bits and pieces. But I don't think that we're gonna see anything that necessarily lasts the test of time or fully resets Ariana in the kind of encasement of the pop stardom that she deserves. I think that'll be AG8. So those are my predictions for AG7. On a micro level, I would say that my expectations for this song, number one, would it be, is this song, is Yes And going to be trap pop. My guess is like, probably, but I hope not. My my guess will be it'll be a little like yours truly-ish, plus be like a little bit of dose of one of the other eras in between. And I do not think this is her, we belong together. I don't think we're there yet. But it is a three minute, 30 second song, which is, if I'm not mistaken, longer than Positions 
was. Positions was a quick pop song, but it had a bridge. It had a third chorus. She was saying, repping those millennials, but I'm speeding it up. Yes, it was a two minute, 52 second song. So most of Positions was sub three minutes, whereas everything before that, I could check Thank You Next, but definitely Sweetener and Prior were much longer songs. I will also say, I don't love my own reaction videos all the time because even though I have a very strong viscera for what I like and what I don't, and I react very <laughs> big, I, my first instinct is not always the one that that lands for the for the long haul. And I think that's true of everybody. I've had some wild reactions to things that definitely did not map to what I felt later. Some Beyonce tracks that I remember I did not like when they first came out and then I changed my tune. So I reserve the right to feel very differently from this later. Here we go. This is my uh, this is my reaction. My first listen to Ariana Grande's uh, single Yes And. It's on. Feels a little, a little sweetener-ish. Pharrell Loopy. Feels like my everything. Give us a whistle in a layer. I just got chilled. Oh, she's giving intro. Retro. Sounds like B-sides from Dangerous Woman. I'm probably screaming. The beat, I love, and I love that it's not trap. I love it, I love it. I love trap too, but I'm just, I need something new from her and I'm getting it. Yo, I did say, I did think we were going to get a little No Tears to Cry, so that was what I hoped for. And this is. It's a little like 80s Madonna. This is, it's very express yourself. She's really leaning into house, just like everybody else. Can't you already see the twins doing like a voguing? Oh, now it's really landing that this is just her break my soul. When that bottom kicked in, it felt different, it felt newer. Like not just a callback, but now it's really feeling like a callback with this lady. You won't break my soul. Right, I hear it now. It also sounds very British. This sounds very late 90s Spice Girls, the pop that was pushing into the, the 2000s. Did she actually just end the song on yeah? Does she have to do that? Is someone making her do that? I did like it. I'm definitely gonna be bumping that in in the cycle room. The bass is beautiful. I'm glad I wore these because the bass really hits and it does make it feel very new. The production style feels very modern, very current. It hit after like halfway through that that's a house anthem. It does feel like a little different, but it feels like house and like retro glittery like 1999 spice girl pop the progressions being very major chordy um feel feel like brit pop from back then and they also feel like the no tears to cry pop moment from ariana too the vocal felt very light layered she wasn't screlting uh scream belting for those of you that don't use that term she gave us the like talky like ballroom bridge of the like she's kind of always played that role they were they were doing voguing for behind ariana for um oh my god what was that song we're gonna be all right it's got a little bit of that this kind of feels like ariana for pride month like she's already like i'm getting there first Ariana for Pride Month at Target, uh, 2024, right? So I have to, I will be listening to this more. I like that more than I thought I would. I have to be honest. If this is her like modest flop era and that's what we're getting, I'm, 
I'm chill riding that kind of like moderate wave. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know if it'll smash, but we never know. But that's cute. I'm glad to have her back. I can also just see her like singing this with her blonde hair because of the Glinda of it all. All right, y'all. That was my first take, my first reaction to the vocal uh, on Ariana's Yes and from upcoming AG7. I hope to see a little bit more of each other, yeah? You think we're going to do this more this year? Catch me here next time.